I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. In my 20s, when I was running far from God, I surrounded myself with like-minded people. I didn't intentionally do this, but I know my flesh got aggravated when I hung out with my friends who were following God because I didn't want to hear it from them. It meaning anything that convicted me, and basically anything they talked about convicted me whether they were doing it on purpose or not. They could be talking directly to me about my sin or just talking about themselves and their life, and I felt judgment. Of course, that was the Holy Spirit, but all I know is that it was infuriating, and I only wanted to hang out with people who made me comfortable in my sin. What about you right now? What kind of friends you got? Who is your close circle? My friends and I cared nothing about the big picture in my life or theirs. We just wanted to live in acceptance of another and make each other feel like we were all fine doing us, which is an illusion and it's cruel to ourselves and to another and to God. We are willing to lie to ourselves and our friends to do what we want, even if it means destroying our lives and each other, just so we can appease the lust of our flesh. Proverbs 13:20 He that walketh with wise men shall be wise but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Galatians 6:7 through 8 Be not deceived God is not mocked for whatever a man soweth that shall he also reap for he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption but he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. I like how God Gives you warnings um, because he knows what's best. He made us, but he also gives us hope. Uh, Misery loves company, and being a miserable person is no different. Although at the moment it seems like you're living your best life, in reality you're all miserable and you're making each other miserable. Once I finally got to a point where I turned from my sin and wanted to truly repent and not live a sinful lifestyle, my friends automatically dropped off. I became the person to my friends that would agitate and infuriate me when I wanted to run from God, though I wasn't purposely trying to do that. Second Corinthians six fourteen, Be ye not equally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communication hath light with darkness? I know that says unbelievers, but when you're living like unbelievers, it's kind of the same thing. They're just... Uh, if they're not following God either way, then they're not going to want to hang out with somebody that is following God. When you stop living like the world, the world doesn't want to hang out with you anymore. And usually not only will the world not want to hang out with you, but the world will hate you, right? John fifteen eighteen through 19 says, If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. This is Jesus talking. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Once I turned away from my sinful lifestyle and turned back to God, there was a process that had to happen. Sure, God forgave me, but I had to and still have to daily renew my mind with the word, obey God, and surround myself with other believers. Have you ever heard of an apprentice or apprenticeship? It's not really a word we use much today, but it really means to study under someone who is super knowledgeable and probably an expert in what you're trying to learn. And this is kind of a weird bridge, but I was reading a book my mom let me borrow called The Heart of Anger by Louis Priolo. I am the worst at reading names. Um, This book really is talking about why kids are so angry and things you can do to help. 
One of the pictures he painted was thinking of your kids as your apprentices. So instead of yelling and scolding them, have do-overs instead. Show them the correct way and have them parrot you. Obviously, without being a jerk about it. I'm getting way better, uh, by the way. <laughs> but when you're a new Christian or a Christian who's coming back to the Lord, how important is it to become an apprentice to a more mature and wise believer? This biblically is called discipleship, and it's what Jesus spent time with the disciples doing. He was close and intimate with them. He showed them what to do, how to pray, how to minister to others, what to focus on. He called them and us to go and make disciples of all nations, to show others how to follow Christ. What do your close friends look like? Do they look like the world? Do they look like Jesus? Your choice of close friends tells a lot more about you than you realize. And are they helping you grow closer to the Lord or are they helping you look more like the world? And what kind of close friend are you? Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen: iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the continents of his friends. I kept wanting to say iron man. I don't know if you heard that in my voice, <laughs> but it does not say iron man. Um, in the Bible, Timothy was an apprentice disciple of Paul. And so if you look in 2 Timothy 3, 10 through 17, Paul is writing a letter to Timothy saying, and this is long, so buckle up, but uh, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra. What, persecu what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child that hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise into salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works." Um, and I just read that long verse so you could just see the relationship that Paul and Timothy had, how Paul was saying, hey, you know, you know my life, you spend it with me, you've seen all these things, like remember. Um, and do you have a friend like that, one that invests in you, builds and teaches you in the word of God, prays for you? Do you have several friends like that? Are they friends you hang out with the most or just there when you want to feel spiritual? You can't really apprentice under someone if you're not with them often. And are you investing in someone and building them up in the word of God and showing them by example and mouth what it looks like to be a follower of Christ? Much of the time we are wrapped up in the rat race and being busy with all the distractions that add up to nothing of eternal value and we don't bother apprenticing under or over anyone because we don't care to make disciples or to be a disciple. We don't want to give up being worldly and acting worldly with our worldly friends. Or we don't care to take the time out of our day to do anything of eternal value because we only live for what we can see. But you know that God has called you to be set apart and for a higher purpose. We follow Christ's example and do our Father's will. Put people beside you and above you that will help you alongside that purpose. And if you're mature, not ever arrived, but striving... Christ follower, be a disciple maker too. There's too much precious time to waste doing the wrong thing with the wrong people. Do the point of life. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com and I'll talk to y'all next time.